turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I would imagine there are some in my audience who uh, in the last four to five minutes have been saying to themselves or to others, you know, Bernie Bernie crossed the line today. He uh, he named a name of a well-known, influential Christian leader. He said some very unkind things. He was judgmental. He uh, he 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 really crossed the line there. Um, if that's what you thought, I am sorry you feel that way. But I do not agree. Let me just elaborate a little bit further, and then we're going to go into other stories. I'd love to hear from you, however, if you listened to the last segment, the last two segments. I'd love to hear from you. If you think I went too far, I was too mean, um, again, seriously, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. But let me reemphasize something. If we believe the Bible, if we do, then we are introduced to the serpent in the early part of the book of Genesis. And we know, if we take this seriously, that the serpent was actually Satan himself who showed up as a beautiful animal. Uh, The serpent, we know from reading the text carefully, did not crawl in on his belly and look like a snake. Whatever form the serpent had before the curse must have been a very, very beautiful, appealing animal. Again, not a slithering, scary snake. That's what happened after after the curse. So this beautiful, appealing animal comes to Eve and does not deny the existence of God. How dumb would that be? Adam and Eve walked and talked with him in the cool of the day in the garden. The beautiful animal did not accuse God of lying. God's not telling you the truth. He lied to you. How foolish that would have been. Eve would have immediately rejected that and said, get out of here. What are you you talking about? God lied. What's the matter with you? Rather, 
the serpent, this beautiful animal, simply questioned, do you really think that's what God meant? You shall not surely die. Why, God is a loving God. And not only that, God's holding out on you. Because if you ate of that fruit, you'd be like him. And he doesn't want you to be like him. But never once does he accuse God of lying or saying that God didn't speak. He never questioned whether God had the authority to speak, just questioned the ultimate authority. Fast forward. Today, everything we believe finds its foundation in the revealed truth of Scripture. Everything How do we know anything about heaven? The Bible. How do we know anything about hell? The Bible. How do we know anything about eternity? The Bible. How do we know anything about how man got here and what his purpose is? The Bible. How do we know anything about Jesus? And this is the crux of what is sweeping through evangelicalism today. It is the overemphasis of an intimate relationship with Jesus and an underemphasis upon the authority of the Word of God. And so what they are saying, and Andy Stanley is certainly not the only one, and he's not the first one, he is saying it is no longer popular to believe all of the Bible. Because culture, society, tells us, well, that's a book that was finished 2,000 years ago. It was written by a bunch of men who were surrounded by a bunch of superstitions, which is exactly what Andy Sandley said. They didn't even know each other. And not only that, they were all men. God didn't use any women. So how can we rely completely upon them? So he is saying our faith is not based on 66 old, ancient books that make up manuscripts. Our faith is based on the person of Jesus. And that sounds so very appealing. Because if that's true, as long as you love Jesus, you don't have to keep all those rules and regulations and all that stuff that God says about sin. We don't have to to worry about that stuff as long as you love Jesus. Because that's where our faith is. You just love Jesus. All of that stuff about this is sin and that is sin and marriage and family and and fornication. What an old-fashioned, archaic word that is, fornication. You don't have to worry about that stuff. Just fall in love 
with Jesus. And let me repeat it again. I think this attack is far more dangerous than the liberals who are in complete control of the mainline Protestant denominations who are willing to admit, you know, there are a whole lot of the Bible we just don't believe. Everybody has to interpret it for themselves. And I I am deeply concerned about how this movement to question the authority of Scripture and to de-emphasize the authority of Scripture, how quickly it is spreading in evangelicalism. And it's heresy. It is. All right, we need to take a break. Um, I have one phone line available if you want to get in on the discussion. I'd love to hear what you have to think or have to say. You may think I've just gone off the deep end and I'm just a curmudgeon, old fuddy-duddy. I'd love to hear from you. My number is 877-BOB-LIVE. We'll go to the phones when we return. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE. Phone lines are full right now if you're trying to call. Uh, You're going to get a busy signal. Some of you probably have never heard a busy signal. You don't, you don't even know what it sounds like because there's voicemail everywhere. Uh, so, hey, you might want to call just to find out what a busy signal sounds like. Uh, so let's go to the phones. And first up in this segment, I have Mark in Columbus. Mark, you're on Bobberty Live. Welcome and thanks for calling. Oh, you're welcome. I've only called 17 times this week, so, you know, I figured I could You're only allowed two times. You have just used up your second time. I'm in trouble now. Yeah. All right. What's on your mind? So, uh, well, this family thing, does he have a a voice? Does his voice sound like Mr. Rogers? Sound sound like what? Mr. Rogers. Neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I never thought about that. I, I don't know. But he's very soothing. He's very convincing, and he is very influential. You don't have to worry about sin. Don't you worry about that, none. Because yeah, well, that's, right. that's the guy from Texas, not Georgia. He just loves Jesus, and it'll be all right. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah. But I know you're serious. I'm sorry, but um, uh, yeah. So now this the the snake thing was that your your construct or was that Andy's about the snake being uh, an appealing animal rather than I I think it's just a logical conclusion because we know that as a part of the curse, 
the serpent was cursed to crawl on its belly, on its stomach, which would tell us he didn't do that before. Well, true. And, and I can't imagine that if Satan transformed himself into an animal, that he would do it something really ugly and scary. I think just common sense would tell you it was something, some animal that was absolutely beautiful and appealing. Now, you could be right, but think about this, Bob. Before the uh, the fall, the snake, although you know it, it may not have slithered on its on its belly, it also could have looked like a snake. Otherwise, it may have had legs and so on. But uh, you know that that it didn't bite anybody. You know the snake no, didn't yeah. bite anybody well, that, before yeah, the fall. That's true. And so when that happened, you know, well, gosh, that's a terrible thing. That yeah. snake. Well, what, whatever it he looked like, it didn't frighten Eve right, at all. It right, was it yeah, was appealing. Yeah. Hey, Mark. And I'm the a, other, oh, wait, go ahead. Now, go now ahead. The other thing you you like the Babylon Bee, right? Yeah, I do. And, and I I don't know if you're going to cut me off here, but this was from the Babylon Bee. Uh, if you do, I understand. But they have they they said they did a poll, uh, and uh, they polled um, just men, and if men. Uh, uh, they they asked them now if a if a naked woman gave you a piece of fruit would you would you refuse it and they said that you know lots of men they they most of the men they said oh no no I'd have to take the piece of fruit it was just I, it was pretty funny but <laughs> all right all right Mark I'm gonna go thanks for right. calling right. let's go to uh, Gary in Logan Ohio Gary you're up next welcome. Well, thank you. Uh, I I got a quick question for you. Yeah. Number one, I agree with everything you say. The right thing's not always easy to do, and I've learned that through life. Has Andy Stanley's dad ever come out and say, "Hey, son, I love you, but you're off base on some of this stuff"? Uh, and Why that you have it? I I I don't know. They were not on speaking terms for many years, and it goes back to Andy or uh, Charles Stanley's divorce. There was a great deal of friction between Andy and his dad during that time. That's been a long time ago. And I know that they were not on speaking terms for several years. I have read, although I don't have it on firsthand account, that they are cordial with each other now. To my knowledge... Charles has never spoken publicly about his son's theology. I wish he would. I know it would be hard, but I wish he would. Um, But I am not privy to what their relationship is like. I do not know what Charles thinks about his son's heretical theology and I'm cautious to say that, but I believe it is heretical. I I really do. So I don't know. Can't I can't answer the question. Okay. Only Charles and Andy could answer that. Well, I ha- I had never heard. Uh, and you've got children, and you know, you corrected your children. You love them because they did wrong, or, or sure, you know, at least you should. So I mean, I mean, you know, I when I do wrong. I didn't say if, I said when. You know, God corrects me. Yeah. And, you know, I got to, we got to stand on God's word regardless 
what the outcome is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, well, Gary, so, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, All right, God you bless too. you. Uh, you next up is Sharon in Columbus. Sharon, you're on Bobberty Live. Hi. Welcome and thank you for calling. Hi, Bob. Hi, Sharon. Hey, um, thank you for taking my phone call, and thank you very much for standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ and for His Word. And um, I really appreciate you doing that. And the Lord said, if anybody else, even an angel from heaven, should bring you a different doctrine than what He said, because every word in the Bible is true and from the Lord Himself, He said, let Him be accursed. And I would like to call on Andy Stanley to do a public apology to the Lord Jesus Christ and to those people that he was talking to, to misinform them about the Lord's Word. And uh, also, I want to tell all your people who are listening to you right now that they must be very careful, because if you take one word away from the Lord's Word, he promised that he would take uh, whatever you have built up with him away from you. He also said if you add anything to his word, he would add every plague on the people who added to his word. So we have to give the Lord the sovereign place that he so righteously deserves. Well, thank you, Sharon. I appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Um, we've We've got to be very careful in being judgmental. And there's a world of difference between judging and being judgmental. And I'm sure that there's at least a handful of people listening to me who are saying, Bob, you're violating Scripture because the Bible says that we are not to judge. No, the Bible does not say we are not to judge. In fact, the Bible says, he that is spiritual judgeth all things. The Bible warns us about how we judge, and in the context, it is we must judge from scriptural foundations, and we can expect to be judged the same way, and that is true. Uh, So, what Andy Stanley is saying and teaching is wrong, it is unscriptural, but he's been heading in this direction a couple of years ago. He said that we need to unhitch—those are his words, not mine—we need to unhitch from the Old Testament. The Old Testament is the Old Testament. We need to unhitch from the Old Testament. That was two years ago. Well. We don't live under the law, but the Old Testament is just as much the Word of God as the New Testament. All of it is inspired by God. 